This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 932, mm. September 28, 2022. 91 degrees was the record on this day. That was in 1898, Mm -hmm. and it was 26 degrees on this day in 1942. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the west shore of Steamless, Garage Line, with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hay in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Hey! Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper Uh of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushi. As we begin today, the uh, storm known as uh, Ian is uh, close to hitting the Fort Myers area of yes. Florida. Yesterday, Mr. Fratelloni and I did the uh, weekly scramble. Mm-hmm. I know you all are aware of that because you all are dedicated listeners to the show. I love that show. And so sure. Mike and I just kind of had discussed because his folks have a place down in that area. Sure. So I texted him just a short while ago. I said, hey, how are your folks doing? Everything okay? His response was, eh, who knows? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Check him off in the inheritance list. <laughs> the, uh, I... Uh... Originally, uh, but these these storm ch- storms change paths. It seems as though, at least for the moment, that Tampa Bay is not the bullseye. Tampa Bay, uh, as it was earlier this it week, was early, it was as recently as yesterday, for example. Now the bullseye seems to be the Fort Myers area, and who knows that could even change because it uh, hasn't technically reached land yet. It's still swirling counterclockwise as it comes Whoa. closer to land. What about Marco, John, uh, Joe? Marco uh, would not be in the bullseye. That's south of uh, That's Naples south of, and Fort Myers. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's still going to get smacked. Well, they're all going to get a lot of rain. And My niece that lives down there has all of her furniture up on like something similar to stilts in the house yeah. in case they get water. A lot of people just throw it in the pool. It's not going to blow around then. That's right. So I did the sense huh. when. Okay. I, you know, I... Looked it up. And Wait, did you say throw it in the pool? <coughs> yes, I did. That's well, he means like lawn furniture. Take your lawn furniture and just put it in the pool. He doesn't mean the couch or the TV. Oh. He just means the stuff out in the bed in the I lanai. Gotcha. No, I actually, I meant the TV and the couch. Yeah, I just go out and throw it in the pool. Okay. <laughs> lanai. It's what are we in? Uh, Hawaii or something? I typed into That's the, the Google porch. what was the worst hurricane to hit Tampa Bay. It may very well be this one if, in fact, it hits Tampa Bay. But until this one, it was 1848. 1848. 
It was also known as the Great Gale of 1848. It was the most severe hurricane to affect Tampa Bay in the U.S. state of Florida and one of only two major hurricanes to make landfall in the area, the other having occurred in 1921. It affected the Tampa Bay area September 23, 4, and 5, 1848, then crossed the peninsula to cause damage on the East Coast on or about September 26. It reshaped parts of the coast and destroyed much of what few human works and habitation were then in the Tampa Bay area. Although available records of its wind speed are unavailable, its barometric pressure and storm surge were consistent with at least a Category 4 hurricane, a survivor called the storm the granddaddy of all hurricanes. The storm appeared to have formed in the central Gulf of Mexico before moving northeast to make landfall near Clearwater, Florida, somewhat similar to what we're experiencing today. It then crossed the Florida Peninsula, as this storm is expected to do, and exited near Cape Canaveral. After moving into the extreme western Atlantic, the cyclone continued to the northeast, just offshore of the east coast of the U.S., to the Grand Banks of Newfoundland. So, again, like this one today, this one's expected to have the kind of legs that will take it all the way up into... uh, the coast, the northern Atlantic. And then it goes on to tell me that uh, the <clears throat> storm completely altered the coastal geography of the Tampa Bay area, cutting new inlets, filling in others, and altering the shape of bays and keys, thereby making navigational charts useless to mariners. Allen's Creek was widened from less than 200 feet to about a half mile at its mouth. Passage Key between Egmont Key and Anna Maria was obliterated but reformed. The storm created what would become known as Soldier's Hole at Mullet Key, so-called because soldiers at Fort DeSoto use it as a swimming hole. John's Pass was open, but his sense shifted north. After the storm destroyed the lighthouse on Egmont Key, the keeper, Marvel Edwards, rode out the storm in a rowboat tied to a palmetto tree. The end of the rope was later found nine feet off the ground, which had an elevation of about six feet. At Englewood, Stump Pass was cut. Casey's Pass was open at Venice. New Pass was open between Sarasota Bay and the Gulf, splitting Palm Island into Longboat and Lido Keys. Farther south, the storm significantly damaged the Charlotte Harbor and near-present-day Fort Myers. Elsewhere, ships encountered the storm. A brig sighted in the Gulf of Mexico near Cedar Key encountered the storm. While at most 80 miles from St. Mark's, Florida, the ship lost its mast. Damage on the East Coast may have been less severe, but the storm still produced significant effects. It was described in the Savannah Republican as blowing great guns, the hardest blow felt on St. John's River for several years. It blew down houses in Jacksonville and caused flooding in St. Augustine, as well as interference with shipping on the St. John's River. I only bring this up uh, because... We have become a, uh, a society now that doesn't have a grip on uh, nature. Correct. We, we tend to look at nature that uh, rather than understand that nature is independent of us, we look at nature as something we apparently can or should be able to control. And... Uh, Rather than look at nature and realize that sometimes it thrills us and sometimes it disappoints us uh, and sometimes it horrifies us, we don't look at it that way anymore. We, we look at nature 
uh, in the full embrace of this green movement as something that's, uh, God, I'm having a hard time. I, I tried to figure this out on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. We, uh, we don't respect it. We don't respect it in the sense that we think we can control it. Mm-hmm. And we can't and never have. And that's why I always do these sense wins. Uh, the only difference between 1848 and today are the millions and millions of people who will be affected. Right. That's the only difference. There were very few humans in Tampa Bay in 1848. And along came this storm that was so powerful it reconfigured the shoreline. It reconfigured keys and inlets and rivers and islands. And the same thing might happen today, but the difference is on those keys and islets and inlets are are hurriedly constructed 12-story apartment buildings that, that might suffer incredible damage as a result of this storm. Uh, incredible uh, tragedy for people. Uh, no one can deny that. But that's nature. That's not man. Right. right. And you can't, throw, you can't stop it with money. John Kerry cannot stop this storm with throwing money at it. Uh, and the, uh, the, the, the hysteria uh, on the Weather Channel and the hysteria on the cable news networks is understandable. It's a major league storm. But the hysteria is still off-putting mm-hmm. when you understand that what you're being hysterical about is something entirely natural. Something entirely natural that's been happening throughout time. And, and the implication, of course, is that given this new lack of understanding of nature, this rejection of nature as its own power, what, what we as a society have come to recognize is that this, this shouldn't happen. That's the theme behind this hysterical coverage. This should not happen. And it's only happening because of us. That's demonstrably false. All you have to do is look at history. It is demonstrably false. This is nature. What's the date you have? What was the date of the storm? 18? September of 1848. So in, look at how they have changed in 150 years, like you said. It wasn't lined with a bunch of people out there. But that's a small, that's a drop in the bucket in, in nature's time, 150 years, and they developed the coast up and down. Mm-hmm. And they're absolutely um, fools if they think that because of what gas you use. I mean, look at, look at what nature can be capable of. And we are so stupid. How stupid are we? That yeah. we think we're going to control this with, you know, limiting plastic bags at the grocery store. Right. Really, really, think about this. Different takeout boxes. Yes. Just realize that. You know what? You didn't ask for this, but I'm going to give this to you. I had no idea I was going to be this good today. I didn't. I didn't. It's pretty early in the show. It's pretty early. You're you're really getting getting really optimistic. (laughs) We we have lost sight. And part of it's godlessness, if you want to know the truth. Part of it's godlessness. We have lost sight of the sound and fury of nature. We, we relish its, its beauty, and we're always, apparently, we're, are we capable of taking credit for its beauty? No, you never hear that. You never hear, my, what a wonderful stretch of weather we're having. There's no way we can take credit for that. 
then why can you take credit for when the weather's bad? It can't be done. And then apparently Tampa Bay got walloped again. I didn't look up the 1921 hurricane. By 1921, uh, Tampa would have been more highly populated than it was in 1848. Uh, but... It's happening again today, and it will happen again. You can drive all the electric cars you want, which, by the way, are terribly inconvenienced right now. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen? When, what if you lose power for two weeks, <clears throat> which could, is very probable in some parts of Florida? Don't most underwater. people in that portion uh, have generators? I mean, would that... You mean run by evil gasoline? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> It leads me to uh, to be so disappointed in Amy Klobuchar. Oh, I mean, oh, you know, right. she's one of us. She's a Minnesotan. We had, I don't know if we ever had high hopes for her, but, you know, she tried to have her feet on the ground, but she's a careerist and she's living life on the third rail. And she took the ultimate step that in my mind disqualifies her from any reasonable critical thinking. She literally said yesterday, implying that democratic policies can prevent hurricanes. If you don't vote for us, in other words, this is what's going to happen. Is it a threat? If you don't vote for us, there'll be more hurricanes? Is there a dial that Amy has she can turn to unleash the fury of these hurricanes? Apparently yesterday... She was on whatever show she would find acceptable. What would that be? The Morning View. Joe? The View. Morning Joe, I think oh. it was. Uh, and she said... Uh, Morning Joe. Uh, that's why we have to win this, meaning the election, is that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms, Klobuchar said. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. We understand that. But none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things done. I, I, I completely disqualify this woman as a critical thinker. She has displayed to me the inability to be to face reality and be truthful. And let's let's um, let's talk about how we need to put our differences aside and work together. What exactly does Amy mean by putting our differences aside? You idiots need to join the team. Is what right. She's I think what she say. means is the Republicans better go green. <laughs> there you go, yeah. right there, Such. Yep. But what a. What a disappointment. What a disappointment to hear that from one of two senators we have, that she believes, look, at, we've already done something for the climate. Amy, you didn't do anything for the let's, climate. Let's be straight. We don't know what she believes. It's not what she I certainly she don't believes. anymore, Kenny. I it's certainly what don't she's, anymore. It's what she's spouting. And I, I can't guarantee you that she believes what she's spouting. Because, like you said, all she cares about is staying on the third rail. It doesn't make any difference if she believes it or not, because if she doesn't believe it, she's highly disingenuous. And if she believes it, she's just really stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't make any difference if she believes it or not. The point is she said it. That's her platform. We've done something about climate change. 
by passing this horrific spending bill. Amy, you haven't done anything about climate change. You can't. You never have, and you never will. None of us can. The climate has always changed. Tampa Bay was ripped apart and reformed geographically in 1848 by a similar storm. And for you to say, unless you vote Democrat, that's she didn't literally say that. The implication is, unless you vote for us, meaning the, the left, the Mysterians, you'll have more of these. It's just as 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 it's as ridiculous as the John Kerry thing. You don't have to play that, where John Kerry said, "Look, if we get out in front of this and and, and uh, spend some money, we can prevent hurricanes." No, you can't. No, you can't. They've been with us forever. Maybe just get that space machine that could just go hit the hurricane and send it somewhere else. Well, it's it's to to embrace. The green movement, which is merely the reordering of money, it's the reordering of capitalism, it's the reordering of Western civil liberties and freedoms. But to embrace that, you have to set aside the innate understanding that you can't control nature. You have to set that aside. And essentially, apparently, Adopt a belief, and this is all because there's an absence of any faith in this country. You have to adapt a belief or adopt a belief that your behavior could have stopped that hurricane. There being no evidence that such a thing could possibly be true. Because what behavior would, have, would you have criticized the residents of Tampa Bay for in 1848? They didn't have cars. They didn't have industry. They didn't burn coal. They didn't use fossil fuels. Right. What behavior would you have accused the residents of Tampa Bay of in 1848? So I, I don't know who can come along to, to make it clear uh, to these elected officials that I, I, I would hope most reasonable people are not buying the likes of her nonsense. I Thomas. feel like I've known her for years, and when I say I'm disappointed, I'm really, really serious. I'm, I'm just so disappointed that she fell for this BS. And, 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 and like Kenny says, well, she probably doesn't believe it. That doesn't make any difference. She fell for it in order to protect herself. In order to, to stay insulate on the herself. Yeah. You're the one that warned us about her during the presidential primaries yeah. last year. You yeah. said who she is inside. Thomas Sowell has a great quote about people spouting things like Amy did yesterday. Some things are believed because they are demonstrably true, but many other things are believed simply because they have been asserted repeatedly and repet, repet, repetition excuse me, has been accepted as a substitute for evidence. Right. And that's what they're doing. They're just spouting the same thing over and over, sometimes as a simple aside, as proven fact. Play it again, Reeves. Play Amy again. Give me one second. Yeah. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. We understand that. But none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things done. That's 
Amy, you have become a non-factor. 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 That is just... It's disheartening. It's disheartening, disappointing, it's crushing. Uh, not surprising. And not surprising. That's just amazing. 1848, and then again in 1921. Uh, and then again today. Think of the pressure she's <clears throat> under, though, Such. She not only has to appeal to the left, but she also, in order to keep her seat on the rail, has to appeal to the far, far left. Mm -hmm. She's got a foot in the squad's uh, camp and a foot in the regular people's camp. Well, her foot in the regular people's camp has been removed. Uh, regular people, I would love to believe, are not buying that nonsense. Right. That's, well, from the, that's the squad camp's view of life. It's, it was proven about the list of things people actually care about. Remember yeah, we discussed right. this at length. It's, it's low it on the list. The top isn't it? It's low on the list. So Take, could Al and John and the rest of the environmental justice squad, could they find, uh, they, could they issue enough fines to stop this uh, hurricane? Is there anything they can do that will stop this hurricane? Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Oh, of course not. That's an absurd question. <laughs> well, of, course of course, course not. But, of course but, not. But, but they're talking is, well, again. Like this, they can. <laughs> which is my theme, which is nature is not respected for what it is. Uh, it's an unknowable <clears throat> force in our lives, mm -hmm. sometimes beautiful, sometimes dangerous, right. sometimes cold, sometimes hot, sometimes wet, sometimes windy. It's an unknowable force in our lives and an important part of our lives. And I think this can be linked to this little bit we do called man, hu human, people, us, us losing sight of nature. That they think they can stand on the edge of a waterfall in Yosemite and take a selfie. <clears throat> sure. That they think they can dash out onto the beach yesterday in Key West and go swimming. I want to pet a bison, Joe. Right. I really want to pet a bison. <laughs> so so, and, so and, big and furious. And doesn't furry. it stand to reason that that kind of thinking would become commonplace the more you treat nature with such disrespect? Basically, what these people do is treat nature with extraordinary disrespect. Hey. Right. Get a photo of me uh, posing with this grizzly bear yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah. Bear, yeah. leave yeah. my canoe alone. Yeah. Take a couple of pictures. I'll make sure you get a good one. I, by the way, did reach out to Randy Wayne White uh, via text. Yeah. Uh, just to see how he's doing. Sanibel is, uh, might as well have a big red X painted right. on it. Right. Yeah, I just saw a clip from Sanibel where you could not see through the wind and rain. Right. I mean, literally, it's, you know, five feet visibility. I would not want to be sitting at the lighthouse right now having a cocktail. I yeah, would. you would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> See, the guys I at do, Gator... I, go ahead, John. No, go ahead. no, I was just going to say, I know the way we feel about climate change, but uh, maybe what Amy is thinking and some of the other folks is, I'm, I, I've looked through about five polls here. <laughs> Between 65 and 80% of Americans think man does cause it to change, and they'd like the U.S. government to do well, something, including, wow. which surprises me, a large group of Republicans and conservatives, up to 25% of well, them. Well, if they think that's going to get them elected, that's what they'll believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, these these are polls not of well, politicians, but yeah. of, of normal people who vote, which 
kind of is frightening when you think about it. Well, that's because they spout this as being normal, uh, as being well, uh, well, and a well-established fact. Yeah. That if you vote for us, we can control this. <laughs> yeah. And, yep, and exactly. you can't, and you won't. <laughs> the guys at Gator Magnetics, they are really loving the GLers they've met and the support they're getting from GLers, and they want to give you their thanks. They got a deal, a special offer, buy two compact Gator hooks and get a third compact Gator hook for free. That's a fifteen ninety nine <clears throat> value for free. The uh, Gator Compact hook holds the same weight as other Gator hooks, up to 25 pounds. They're so strong, How strong when you are affix they? them yeah. to a steel surface, yes. you've got to lift up the little plastic lever that releases the bondage because there's some sort of patented poling on the back of these magnets that makes them extraordinarily strong. And uh, they're used in your garage or your home. You can hang up tools and brooms and shovels and coats and yard tools. And I said yesterday, if you got some kind of metal on your door, your front door, mm-hmm. hang up the Christmas wreath. There you go. Because everyone every year scrambles to figure out where's some wire. We gotta have I need this. a nail. Yep. Come on. No, slap a gator hook up there and bing, bang, boom, you're all set. And uh, gator hooks are really cool to completely reorganize your storage because if it doesn't work out where you've originally placed them, right. move them somewhere else where it makes the most sense. Go to gatormagnetics.com. And click on the GL logo, and you'll go straight to the offer page. This is just for GLers, so don't blow this with the Euphorians and the Liberal Lakes people. Buy two compact gator hooks and get a third compact gator hook on them for free. Go to GatorMagnetics.com and click on the GL logo. You know, Redmond's Flooring and Design Center in Anoka has been around for over half a century, and they have been providing plans, designs for creative people like you GLers that listen and want just to freshen up the house. Whether it is replacing the carpet, maybe it's replacing the entire kitchen floor, living room, whatever the case may be, in 50 years, they have really changed quite a bit with all their fantastic products that they have. Go to their website, redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com, and request an appointment. Talk to them. They have got all sorts of products, services. Find out some of the reviews they have. See the people that they work with. Speaking of that, they work with Mohawk. Mohawk All Pet Protection and Warranty is the only carpet protection and warranty for all pets, all accidents, all the time. Your pets are family members as well, so no matter how you live, they got you covered. Soft, luxurious, smart strand, forever clean carpet. Now, smart strand is extraordinarily clean, exceptionally durable, and it's environmentally friendly. Mohawk has the ultimate floor for every room in your home that's suitable for all the pets. It's time to love your floor with your entire family, thanks to the all-pet protection and warranty from Mohawk. Get that Mohawk at Redmond's. Redmond, 763-316-3332. Mike and the crew have been providing wonderful flooring and all sorts of other designs for everything in your house for 50 years. 763-316-3332, redmonds.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. More proof it works. It's part two of Howard's letter. I read the first part last Friday. It's regarding seafoam. He's talking about car two this time, 145K on it, small SUV, bought it used, ran a little sluggish, idled rough, the whole deal. Uh, He did the procedure. Now, just to remind you, the procedure is a can of top engine cleaner sprayed down the gullet of the intake uh, intake while it's running. 
uh, and you put the whole can in there. So uh, he, he uh, did that, and then the procedure uh, calls for you to run it hard afterwards to blow out all the gunk. He did that, but then it choked and died on the road because so much crud came out. And I've seen this before with my uh, lawnmowers. A, a huge cloud of smoke came out, and it set off flashing check engine lights on that SUV. He pulled off the road. He waited a minute, restarted it, no problem, kept driving as instructed, drove the prescribed period, and by the time he got back, it was purring like a kitten, breathing a lot easier. His bride drove it and immediately noticed a difference. Uh, the noticeable difference in performance and miles per gallon obviously go without saying another seafoam success story as howard says seafoam a great story with a great product please thank them for sponsoring gl thank you seafoam joe yes i neglected to mention the garage logic town council in our first segment today so i apologize if you are offended but GLers, for just $10 a month or $100 for the calendar year, you as a member of the Garage Logic Town Council are going to receive access to 24-7 members-only live audio stream full of live recordings of Garage Logic, best of segments and replays. You're also going to receive full show video archive, including before and after the show and in-between segments content. You're going to receive a weekly newsletter from the mayor, a town council membership card, a town council window cling, a certificate from the mayor, and invites only to exclusive members-only events. You can find out more information at garagelogic.com. We have a comment from a gentleman by the name of Brown260 on Twitter. He says... The GL Podcast Town Council is the best $10 I have spent since buying the 30-pack of Ham's beer. It should be the official alcoholic beverage of Garage Logic. What the hell does Joe Souchere know anyway? I agree. I like a good 30-pack of Ham's. Anyway, GarageLogic.com is where you go to sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. Well, let me clarify something. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think you were duped yesterday, by the way. Go ahead. There's a misconception that for suddenly it's going to cost you 10 bucks to listen to the podcast. No. That's not true. The podcast I, I, remains as is, posted the same time every day, absolutely free. Nothing changes. This is something extra. Correct. Tell yeah. us about Bill Stein yesterday. Well, Bill Stein, I think, made the assumption that uh, he was going to lose the podcast if unless uh, he paid the paid think, the ransom. Uh, Suchi boy, huh? I think Billy's having a little fun with you, having a laugh because <laughs> you're making so. you're making such a big deal about this when we've been very clear that it's not you know it's not going to cost you to listen to this. I, I think he's having a little fun with you. Well, in any event, either that or he's really really cheap. <laughs> I think that's the. I think it's the latter. Frugal is the yes, word. Frugal. 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 Uh, in order to entice uh, GLers to sign up for this suit, I have placed cameras all over the house I use as a studio, so you'll be able to watch me taking no. a shower no. uh, and oh, grilling uh, bratwurst out back with no pants on. And uh, shaving my nipples and I the whole thing, yeah. yeah. walking around, sending them up into space. The price just went down to eight bucks. Yeah, yeah we're down to seven fifty. So uh, I'm letting the GLers to, all the way in. Yeah. Feeding our future, Joe. I've been patiently waiting for someone in politics or media to reveal the underlying problem that's bigger than the two hundred and fifty million dollar feeding future ripoff scandal. You finally hit it on the head on September twenty six. You said, "Did some kids starve in the last year and a half?" I'm not being facetious. We have never had any big stories about kids starving to death. 
Thank you for bringing this up. How can a government program that purports to serve needy children survive long enough to pay for 125 million non-existent, or maybe it's 1.25 million, non-existent meals to tens of thousands of hungry kids over 20 months, and no one noticed? Hungry kids can't survive 20 days without food. Where are the bodies? Where are the images of Minnesota kids with distended bellies? Where's the breathless reporting of overrun emergency rooms? Where are the dystopian videos of emaciated children who left to die in Minneapolis? There aren't any because, obviously, the prevalence of hungry children is grossly overstated. And to the extent there are hungry children, government programs are the least effective and most corrupt means of addressing the matter. There is another way the left justifies their insane spending, which too often mysteriously finds its way into Democratic campaign coffers. It's similar to their crusades on global warming, racism, school indoctrination, and on and on. When rational people question it, oh, you don't care about starving children, or you're a climate denier, or you're a racist or a bigot, the left shuts you up and shuts you down. Government programs are the problem. $31 trillion in national <clears throat> debt later, we don't have utopia. We've got cityscapes right out of an episode of The Walking Dead, Chris in Stillwater. There is yet to be a story on where these hungry children are. Let's, yeah. Where, where, where Show are these me. hungry children? Give me children? the list. If there are, give me, if, they, if people are claiming that, that means they've seen that they're hungry and there's a list somewhere. We want the list. I'm prepared to believe now. Because all nothing makes sense anymore. I believe every government program is full of fraud. It's hard to argue. I would say there is fraud in every government program, yes. Cal Freilich writes, how could the state not know? If you serve food to anyone, be it from a food truck, a restaurant, or a school cafeteria, you need a health inspection. You would think a health inspector might have noticed that they didn't have a kitchen pushing back from the shores of Pleasant Lake Cal. Uh, Cal was a teacher. I think he retired. There are really many, many unanswered questions, aren't they? Yes. Starting with, where are these kids? That's the biggest question. Where was the health inspector? Where's the uh, Where's the video of these kids being fed? These food trucks. These food trucks can't move five feet without somebody on them. Right, and there would be. For the food truck to serve thousands of people, they don't have the storage capacity for mm-hmm. all that food. Mm-hmm. Really a lot of unanswered questions in terms of how such a large amount of money could have been squandered without people asking even the most basic questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, both newspapers are uh, fully on the case, both newspapers really breaking down and parsing uh, Judge John Guthman's statement in which he never ordered the Department of Education to issue payments. He ordered them to follow the federal rules and regulations. And again, we learn that the Department of Education continues to get away with this idea of, well, here, I'll read it to you. Okay. I think I can find it because uh, it's, it's an astonishing a revelation into the kind of thinking we're saddled with when it comes to government bureaucracies. Uh, Sorry, I'm laughing at a clip I just saw surfaced regarding the hurricane from Rookie's favorite show, The View. Oh, good. I bet they have a great perspective on it. They really do. I bet it's President Trump's fault. Close. Oh, okay. Uh, 
it was something about them being uncomfortable uh, talking to uh, here he is. Uh, Six days later, MDE restarted payments to Feeding Our Future. The Education Department acknowledged in a Star Tribune interview in May that had it required had it required receipts and other paperwork, it may have been able to end the department's relationship with Feeding Our Future sooner, but said the department was not comfortable continuing to assist on additional records without explicit approval from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which funds the meal programs. Now, break that sentence down. Okay. Starting with? You know, if we had asked these people for receipts, if we had asked them for some proof of children being fed, we could have stopped this a lot sooner. Why weren't they? But we were uncomfortable because the USDA, what, what did they assume? That the United States Department of Agriculture would have been angry with them if they had demanded receipts? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And even if they are all minority children, that still doesn't make sense. None of that makes sense. That's not discrimination. You pay for a plate of food, no matter what race you are, it still costs the same. It may have been able to end the department's relationship with feeding our future. Okay. The education department acknowledged in a star. This is from today's newspaper. The education department acknowledged in a Star Tribune interview in May that had it required extensive receipts and other paperwork, it may have been able to end the department's relationship with feeding our future sooner, but said the department wasn't comfortable continuing to assist, insist on additional records without explicit approval from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Well, then why didn't you pick up the phone, somebody? And <laughs> Where's call, the guy with the green visor? Call the Department of Agriculture and say, in order for us to continue these payments, well, I'm here to inform you that we're going to continue to insist on receipts, locations, numbers of meals served. We want proof of that. And you mean to tell me they think the U.S. Department of Agriculture would not have would not have gone along with that? Mm-hmm. Isn't there a big hole in that little paragraph right there? Mm-hmm. Seems to be. That's just utter nonsense. MDE also didn't claim in court that any of Feeding Our Future's reimbursement claims were fraudulent. The department said last week that because it was assisting with the federal investigation, the agency couldn't assert certain defenses when Feeding Our Future sued in order not to reveal the FBI's investigation. Uh, okay. Uh, one, of the, one of the aspects of this case we're supposed to uh, except is that no one wanted to say anything because it would have ruined the FBI's investigation. Right. Okay. I'll give you that one, but then you owe me an explanation on, on uh, why you thought you needed explicit approval from the USDA to seek something as basic as a receipt yep. when you're cutting them these giant checks. That doesn't make any sense. Who could I possibly get to answer that question? You won't. <laughs> Where could I possibly go to have that question answered? There's your question of the story. You mean to tell, check this out. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me that you didn't ask for receipts and paperwork to verify these uh, uh, requests for money because you didn't think, you thought you needed explicit approval from the USDA to do so? 
And if so, why didn't you get the explicit approval? Who do I ask that? Who's going to answer that for well, me? Well, and again, you, you asked the question about Bach, but is this just a function of incompetence, or do you think that in some way they were involved? It's a, I don't think anyone was pocketing money. Uh, I think it's incompetence, and it's uh, uh, Bach being bold enough to instill the fear in them of being racist if they would turn down these these meager amounts of money that are being used by black people to help children. So then, okay, then the larger question is, this is this is 250 mil, which is a lot of money. I don't Order know if you know that. a billion dollars. So how many other programs that are a mil, 500,000? I say everyone. Are getting away <laughs> with this exact same thing and are just going undetected because, ah, it's only $500,000. I say everyone. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that lightly. Uh, when you consider... The size of the government and the ways they've insulated each other from ever having to take blame for anything, it's, it's very conceivable that these kinds of frauds take place all the time, however un- unintentionally. Not that the, uh, an MDE employee gets up in the morning and goes to work and says, hot damn, I got another day to, to <laughs> line my pockets here. No, I don't think that. But what they what they do say is they wake up in the morning and they say I'm, I now have another day to uh, to to work, and I we have no idea what's going on. And so, go back to the uh, tree equity okay. situation. Uh, One point nine. Well, let's just call it two. Let's round it off. Two billion dollars is going to be distributed by the federal government to uh, to rectify tree inequity. Well, somebody better stay on top of that. Or that'll just get ripped off. I, what, I, what I can't get... And they'll have answers for it. They'll have stupid answers like, well, we, we had to give uh, we had to give the, we had to give $700,000 for tree uh, to b- purchase trees to the Acme Forest Company because we didn't want the Department of Forestry and in, in, we didn't know that they required a specific receipt. They all got answers, and they're all BS. When you have to file your taxes for the IRS and you go to your tax man, you have your tax form, and then you have a shoebox full of what? Receipts. Why? Because the government requires you they to want, prove? They, they, they might need to see them. Okay, then why, when they give out this money, uh, do they not require receipts? The uh, the $7 million that went to the... Well, Peacekeepers, <clears throat> remember they didn't. There was zero accountability. Yeah, we got the money, but we don't. No have, receipts for the violence interrupters. There's, right. there's, uh, there's an easy answer. Tell me the reason they got. It was so easy in this case. It was because it was special circumstances. The pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was okay, a, an emergency. That. Yeah. And that doesn't they excuse need, receipts. They, they need. Well, I'm just. No, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you, but that doesn't excuse receipts. No, it doesn't. Right. The right. special circumstances were the USDA allowed for-profit businesses. That's why suddenly every Somalian town, I'm being facetious, had a restaurant. Yeah. But this went, talking about the pandemic, I mean, the Los Angeles Lakers got money from the government, for so God's sake. So did the sake. Eagles, right. the band. Yeah, they, they, I told you, Garage Logic really? could have got five million bucks, yeah. and we would have been in trouble. 
Really? Would we have? Well, even I, though I, I would gone. not have. Obviously, what I would have done is hold up the check and call a news conference and say, this is your United States government at work. I have a, I'm have a fake mayor of a fake town, and here's a $5 million here's dollar check we just got for our public yeah. service department. How do you think we started the town council? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> With that five mil. <laughs> I'm going to need all that. I'm going to need good. every bit of that. Well, good money. well, look, we had a good number of Congress people get money from yes. COVID. You're from kidding me. Money. Oh, God, no. There's, yeah. Let's come back with John Heights news. You think so? Yeah. Okay. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. The number one safe in the whole wide world is the Liberty Safe, and it's made right here in the United States of America by great living Americans, tremendous Americans. Many models and options to choose from when it comes from the Liberty. And that's where Maple Grove Lock and Safe figures in. Uh, There's a unit to fit every need, every budget, from small safes to enormous safes, from basic to fully loaded. You will find the safe to meet both your needs and your budget with help from the guy. The Maple Grove Lock and Safe owner-operator, Rich, he's the guy that is going to walk us through the procurement procedure. Wow, is that a big word? Yeah, and he's going to make sure you get home happy with the safe of your dreams. And getting it home, not a big deal. Just have them deliver it and set it up. That's the way to do it. That's what adults do. Uh, you can see the whole Liberty lineup in Rich and uh, everything on the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Then stop in, see them live and in, in person, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Maple Grove, and that website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I still say Soundgarden. Technically hip. I mean, Pixies. Technically hip? Technically hip. Pixies. That's the cover band. Before we get to John's news, uh, Kenny, yeah. tell us what you were telling us off the air. Well, it's kind of personal and private, and I'd rather not. So let's just go to John's news. <laughs> no. No, okay. So <laughs> the family and, and a lot of people outstate understand this. You have what used to be agricultural acreage enrolled in a CRP program, Conservation Reserve Program, where the government pays you per acre to not farm um, that land. You usually plant uh, like Native American prairie grass, or did I say Native American? Just mm-hmm. native prairie grass um, and flowers and the like and all of that. And it's a, usually a 10-year program. Halfway through your contract, in our case, it's this year, you have to do a little maintenance and upkeep. Normally, you just let it set there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had to do some, it's either bow, mowing or burning. We opted for um mowing this year and i had to mow a couple of pieces just to get rid of the weeds the invasives etc etc to make sure this prairie flourishes it mm-hmm. um when you do this you have to you have to keep track of your time how long it took you you have to provide them proof and evidence of what vehicle you used a tractor and the mower or machine you used to cut it down and how much gas you spent on this. And then you bill the government, you send them a bill, and they pay you half. So you have to provide um, a huge red tape trail in order to get your half. Okay. And, and I've talked to him, and I said, look, I don't care about any of that. I don't want to do any of that. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'll have a check coming for, you know, I don't know. $35 or whatever. Or my dad will in this case. You see the difference? 
You see the difference? Yeah, I do. That's yeah. that's government to private citizen. Yeah. When the money is going from government to government, that doesn't happen apparently. Nope. Uh, isn't that? It's like trading baseball cards. Wait, we just, yeah. just we just stumbled upon something extraordinary. When the private citizen is in a relationship with the government, the government's all over it. Yeah. The government's all over it. Where's your receipts? Where's your proof? I want photographs. On and on and on and on. When it's government to government, the government gets away with saying, we could have stopped this fraud sooner if we could insist on additional records without explicit approval from the USDA. You know, it'd be, it'd be fun to hear from some GL. This is amazing. Yeah. It'd be fun if some GL farmers would write in and tell us what they go through because there's a lot of agricultural programs that, that offered up by the government that the farmers will get involved with. And I guarantee you there's a ton of red tra- tape that these farmers have to deal with. And one more thing before we get to John. I know he's chomping at the bit. Uh, back, to the, uh, back, to the, back to the climate. We are being sold on the idea by the extremely disappointing Amy Klobuchar that if only you vote for Democrats, we can stop bad weather. What about when the weather's great? Luck. That's just You're luck. You're just lucky. You're just lucky, yeah. We don't have to do anything. Because when the weather's great, it's not the result of us having done anything. We have no more say in a beautiful sunny day than we do in a hurricane day. But what I've noticed is the weather is never great, even when it is great. And if the weather is great, there's always some lurking threat uh, hiding just underneath the surface that we need to watch out for. So even though it's sunny and 70 today, uh, tomorrow's going to be a doozy. Yeah, it's, all, it's always doom and gloom with these folks. Because doom and gloom is what they're selling you on that they can correct. They can't correct a beautiful day. <laughs> Here's John Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Uh, before I get into the news, I do want to talk a little bit about, uh, Chris, you were amazed that Congress people got money from the COVID oh, uh, programs. I guess I shouldn't uh, be. A ton of them got PPL loans. Remember those loans? But Payroll Protection were, Plan. That's right. And they were all forgiven. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have to pay anything back. Uh, among them, Mitch McConnell's wife, Elaine Chow. Uh, she has a shipping business. That's got a your bunch gal. Of money. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Department of Labor. She yeah. had the crush on you. Yeah, she did. Transportation, actually. She was Secretary of Transportation. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Na- Nancy Pelosi, California hotel that she owns with her husband, got some money. Oh, fantastic. Uh, uh, and it's both parties. Uh, Vern Buchanan, Mike Kelly, both Republicans got money. Matt Cartwright, stop, a Democrat. Stop. Yes, sir. Pelosi. She's at that level. She can buy a resort. Right. She's at the fraud level. <laughs> yes. you, you know, the the really weird thing about this to me, aside from the fact that they got all this money, uh, Matt Getz got almost half a billion dollars. He runs a business called Caregivers, Inc. But you know who voted these loans? Hmm. Congress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're the ones that said, they, yeah, this, this program is going to move forward. They and dreamed yet, them all uh, up. I saw... I, I've seen so far 25 loans that Congress people got that were forgiven. From On both PPL sides loans. of the aisle. So, oh, yeah, both sides of the aisle. We're and doomed. Not only that, we are poorly led. Uh, it's just going to Political worse. consultants, law firms that represent uh, some of these people, advocacy organizations that represent, I, they all got PPL loans and they were all okay. Do you that. think, so, yeah. here's the sinister rubbing your hands together, wow. do you think da, 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 da. They, they knew in their deepest heart that these loans were going to be forgiven? Yep. 
And they still took him. Of course they did. Suge Ray, you're such an honest, you're such an honest SOB. If you had any chutzpah at all, you would have shut this thing down. We would have applied for a PPWEDL loan, and we'd be we'd be sitting on the beach and. Tampa right now. That's right. And then, well, you'd have to evacuate. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to come back. We'd all go to your house, though. I know that. Yeah. But no, Joe, you got to keep working. Right. Here's My John. Part of that that conversation was Kenny saying it to you like it's a bad thing, Joe. Right. Joe, you're so damn dumb. You're dumb, man. We could have gotten money. It's exhausting. It's honesty <laughs> nonsense. In the news, with the steady increase in the number of homeless families in Hennepin County over the last year, a major investment was approved to help what county officials are calling a, quote, last-minute walk-in request to the Hennepin County commissioners during Tuesday's board meeting. Three and a half million dollars will now be used to help temporary house families with the goal of helping them into permanent housing. The county's most recent shelter report showed that 191 families were in a shelter on the night of September 13th. That's according to Hennepin County. That's a 143-family increase from a year before. Kate Heffernan, Senior Administrator of the Human Services Department with the county, said currently we are seeing a trend that's about similar to what we saw pre-COVID in 2019. One way the county plans to use this new money? Extending a contract with a metro hotel to house families. They plan to do this at one location, allowing officials to better help families move in to permanent you, housing. Let me go back to something. You know what would have happened had we successfully conned the government for a payroll protection plan payment? What? Huh. Even if I had gone and held a press conference and said, here's $5 million, I'm telling the public that we did this We'd to show you the incompetence. That's yeah. government to private sector. I'd be in trouble. Yeah, right. we'd be in jail. When the government yeah. Yeah. gives it to each other, they're not in trouble. Right. They're okay. Yeah. There's where we are, folks. There's where we are. The four of us, the four of us would have said, I have no idea who this Joe Sushri is. Right, you would have. I don't know what When the cock crowed three times, you would have denied (laughs) my existence. Mm -hmm. I've never seen this man before in my life. Never heard of him. Right. Who is Um, he? Quick question on the housing thing, John. You you somewhat answered my question. Is this commonplace with a lot of hotels here in the metro? The reason I ask that is I have a route when traffic is bad to leave here in which I drive by a hotel. And the mm-hmm. exact same vehicles are in the exact same spots every day. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with the way it works. Okay. Because I thought I'd heard somebody say that this was basically taking over a lot of the... Those are hooker vehicles, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy. Kid. Guess I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> One of the uh, it's on two the route, teenage... Joe. It's on the route home. Good. One of the two teenage yeah. suspects arrested Root? by police in connection to that shooting outside a football game in Richfield has now been released. Oh, of course. According to Rich... According to Richfield police officers on Saturday night, arrested a 15-year-old Richfield High School student who they think is the shooter. Earlier that day, they had also arrested a 16-year-old former student on suspicion of instigating the fight that led to the gunshots. The Hennepin County Attorney's Office confirmed Tuesday the 16-year-old, the instigator, has been released from custody. The 15-year-old is still being held. No formal charges have been filed at this time. Prosecutors did get a 24-hour extension to hold the 15-year-old. Two people have been formally charged with murder after a man was found dead in an Invergrove Heights home early Saturday morning. Officers went to a home in the 2100 block of 78th Court East shortly after 2 a.m. after a 911 dispatcher heard the caller yelling for help and saying they're trying to get into my house. Then the call went silent. Inside the home, officers found 43-year-old Michael Chang Boam Lee dead in a bathroom. Two people who had left the scene in an SUV were arrested by police shortly after, identified as 25-year-old Logan David Slack 
and the passenger, 25-year-old Fortini West, who had blood on her arms and chest. The complaint notes an officer initially believed West had been assaulted, and West said an Asian man attacked her, and Slack brought her to safety. However, when investigating, the officers at Lee's home said that Lee was found dead, asked the officer that stopped Slack and West to check their shoe soles to see if they matched bloody footprints found in the home. Slack and West were taken to the police department, where Slack said he had dropped West off at Lee's home for an erotic massage. However, West came outside a short time later and said Lee assaulted her and he wouldn't pay for the services. That's when Slack grabbed a gun, forced way back into the home, and ran after Lee, who hid in the bathroom. The complaint says Slack then fired his gun and shot Lee in the back, saying Lee had tried to grab West through a hole in the bathroom door. They then grabbed Lee's phone to stop him from calling 911 and to make sure they got paid, then fled. Police did find the gun and Lee's cell phone in the SUV. They're charged with intentional and unintentional second-degree murder. Ask the question, Joe. I can give you the answer. What's an erotic massage? Uh, you would rather have a talking frog. Okay. <laughs> Did you, Good uh, point, Kenny. Well, uh, well John, I know you have. Have you guys seen the uh, the mugshot associated with this oh. story? Yeah, yeah, and that I poor did. gal doesn't look 25. That's she looks why like she's about 55. Uh, I think a talking frog would be a victory yeah. in this case. That's yeah. one of those where a rock massage, yeah. ah, I'm good. Or maybe yeah. can I just get the blindfolded massage? Things get rough in that business, huh? Yeah, I, I guess. guess. Don't look at me. I, guess, yeah. I did look at you, didn't I? Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I have had a, I have had a massage in Mexico. Oh. My wife oh, hey. <laughs> My wife I and I each had massages. No, it was it was it was legit. Yeah. Were you in the same room? <laughs> were were was, you looking at each other while name? this was happening? I don't remember what her name Rosalita. was. Rosalita. But I said, uh, like Gina, uh, tienes a manos a Dios. She has the hands of God. Uh-huh. Here's Jen. It was all on the up and up. Wow. You know, the five of us have known each other for some time, uh, gentlemen. Uh, the, the three of you. By show of hands. Show of hands here. Um, how many of you have shared a couple's massage in your uh, time with your significant other? Just Rook, huh? Looks, looks like one. Oh, looks huh? like three hands. Wait a minute. Look at the monitors. <laughs> <laughs> There's three hands. <laughs> how about that old massage where you rub her back for a while? Uh, in exchange, she'll rub your back for a while, but then your part never happens. That's called she tickles. Can, she conveniently falls asleep or something. Yeah. That's called tickles. You always want to have your back tickled first, and then when it's time for you, you just kind of you do a really crummy John. job, and she just says, well, you know f- forget it. You, you stink. You know what yes, you do on the damn news? A foot, massage, here. a foot massage from Souchere. Wouldn't yeah. that be something? Girl, that ain't going to happen. John? Hurricane, yes, Joe. Hurricane the Ian. News. Yeah, please. I'm trying. I'm getting Joe. turned on. Hurricane Ian approached Category 5 status with sustained winds of 155 miles an hour as it barrels toward Florida's southwest coast. Some of this uh, first video we're seeing, oof. I saw the video very, you retweeted, Johnny. Very Holy tough cow. everywhere, yeah. At 10 this morning, the National Hurricane Center said the center of Ian was located about 60 miles west of Naples, 65 miles southwest of Punta Gorda, and 180 miles south-southwest of Orlando, moving north-northeast at 10 miles an hour. Storm surge from Inglewood to Bonita Beach, including Charlotte Harbor, is forecast to hit from 12 to 18 feet. Oof. Surge up to 10 feet, expected north to Longboat Key near Sarasota, up to 12 feet south past Naples to the Everglades. Storm so far responsible for two deaths in Cuba after causing considerable damage to that island country. Uh, I meant to look this up. Does the surge mean that a 12-foot wall of water is going to wash up on the beach yes. and then keep going like a, like a tsunami? 
uh, not as powerful, but it's it, yes, that's what that means. And it plays itself out as it goes over the land. Yes, yeah. All right. doesn't move like a tsunami would. Yeah. There's a cool app on your phone you can watch this with. I don't know if you guys have downloaded windy.com yet. No. Uh, it's no. a great app, and it's free. And if you click uh, you download windy.com, click on the cloud that has a lightning bolt coming out of it, and then click on weather radar. I'll show My this. radar shows this. I don't need that app. Look at it. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can click it to make it move. What's so the thing called? Windy. Windy.com. Who's Windy? Who is Wendy? <laughs> I love watching storms roll in on this app. It's yeah. pretty cool. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell offered qualified support for a Senate bill that would overhaul the 19th century law that governs the way Congress counts and ratifies presidential elector votes, giving the bipartisan effort a boost. The House passed its own version last week, 229 to 203. Both measures are a response to efforts by then-President Donald Trump and his supporters to try to overturn the results of the 2020 election. The Senate bill already has public support from 11 Republican senators. That's enough to overcome the chamber's 60-vote fill filibuster threshold if all 50 members of the Democratic caucus vote yes. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar steered reforms to the 19th century law through the Rules and Administration Committee, which she is the chairperson of. Legislation would raise the threshold for lawmakers to object to the electoral count to one-fifth of each chamber. The House bill would raise the threshold higher to one-third. Both thresholds are higher than the current law, which only requires one House member and one senator to raise an objection. The Senate bill would clarify that the vice president is merely tasked with the ministerial role of counting the votes publicly and does not have the power to determine the outcome of the election. McConnell said this bipartisan bill does not rashly replace current law with something untested. It keeps what's worked well and modestly updates what has not. One of the longest sentences in the January 6th ride handed down yesterday, a judge sentencing a Capitol rioter to seven years in prison, calling the Iowa man a, quote, one-man wrecking ball who helped in a sustained assault on a police officer. Judge Amy Jackson sentenced Kyle Young in U.S. District Court to the long term, noting he admitted to helping in the assault of the officer during the riot. She did give him credit for the 17 months he's been held since his arrest, meaning he'll likely serve about a little less than six Fearful. years. In I'm looking up windy.com. This the is harshest cool. sentence, harshest sentence of ten years behind bars was given to a former New York City police officer who assaulted an officer with a metal pole. Windy.com. You do shares, that after the show. All right. Shares of Biogen and other drug makers researching Alzheimer's disease soared early Wednesday after Japan's Isai company said its potential treatment appeared to slow the fatal disease's progress in a late-stage study. That's good news. Esai announcing results from a global study of about 1,800 people with early-stage Alzheimer's. The drug maker said early results showed that its treatment, Lecanemab, reduced patient clinical decline by 27% when compared to a placebo after 18 months of the infused treatment. Patients were monitored using a scale that measures how they do in areas like memory, judgment, problem-solving, and personal care. Isai Limited said it would discuss full results from the research at a conference in late November. It also plans to publish its findings in a peer-reviewed medical journal. Joe didn't believe me, John. Um, yes. But I told him that the twins officially have not been eliminated from playoff contention. That can't be. I heard that this morning, and I also found it a bit odd. That can't be. So here's the scenario. Yeah. 
They have to win the remaining, what do they have, eight games left? Mm-hmm. Eight games left. They have to win all eight. The Seattle Mariners have to lose their final nine games, of which all of them are being played at their field. Right. They're all home games. Right. That's all that has to happen. Anything's possible in baseball. The M's need to lose nine in a row. The Twins need to win eight in a row. And they're in. And the Twins the would M's. eclipse the M's to be the wild card the team? The last wild card team. Huh. Yeah. I don't think M's that's going to happen. I don't either. Oh, I have hope now. The M's have been playing pretty badly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks for giving me that hope. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, by the way, the uh, Twins up. are the only team in baseball to have a losing yeah. record and a positive run differential, which is really hard to do. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Huh. An increasing you number of Kenny? fake... <laughs> Kenny. Is that going out live? That went out. An increasing... Yeah, sure did. God oh. forbid you just enjoy the game. I mean, you know. Jeez. Yeah, you have to look at statistics. You just can't sit there and watch the game and enjoy it. I'm glad that that annoys you, Kenny. I, really I actually am. did enjoy the game last night. Bailey overpitched really well. The worst is when you jackasses night. are offended by how much some player makes. That's, that's I don't care how much players make. That's I've Chris. never never mentioned that. that issue. It's just that I would I would establish tremendous fines for for tightening wristbands. And not being able to throw to first base. Right. If I was in I charge, uh, we wouldn't have batting gloves because it's Velcro. It's invention of Velcro. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. Just, just Tom Kelly's the, the first one to say that. Would you say that to Tom Kelly? Yeah, and then you guys have said it about 80 million times since then. I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I think me. it's great. I think, he, I think Kelly was right. Timothy White normally just pretends to be a superhero, but on Monday this week, he became one for real when he dove into the side of a moving vehicle after the driver passed out behind the wheel near Harrisburg's high school. It was about 5.30 in the afternoon, and White, known among his friends for his love of comics, dressing up as Captain America for events, had left work to run to the giant grocery store in Klein Plaza. He was on the phone with his aunt when he noticed a pickup truck swerving all over the road headed toward his vehicle. Through the windshield, he said he could see a middle-aged man nodding off behind the wheel. White abruptly ended his phone call, made a U-turn in the middle of the street. He said, immediately, my body was like, I need to go save this guy. Like. But at this point, White was four cars behind the truck. He decided to pull over, put his car in park, and run after the truck. He sprinted more than a half dozen blocks as the truck repeatedly hit Come the on. curb and some oh. traffic signs. Really? Eventually, eventually, he caught up to the truck as it was slowly approaching South 28 and Canby Streets. He jumped into the passenger side of the cab, forced the truck's gear shift into park. Ooh. He took the keys and called 911. Pembroke Police confirmed White's account, said an ambulance took the driver to the hospital for treatment for a medical emergency he'd suffered. White said police suspected the driver was suffering from diabetic shock. Ooh. He said he uh, White dresses up as a Captain America to attend events several times every year, including Harrisburg's <laughs> annual, <laughs> including Harrisburg's annual anti-bullying superhero day, which oh, features that's a, a costume parade and festival. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm seeing Dom DeLuise and Cannonball Run here. <laughs> <laughs> the big soup duster mustache, right. about 200 pounds overweight. When t- he's a little skinny guy, actually. Well, yeah, he ran story. six blocks. You said, yeah. Uh, when told about friends, when his friends were told about his intervention, they got a kick out of it. Uh, one saying, "Of course, Tim did that. He's Captain America." Dun, dun, White, dun. Said, White said, "Adrenaline took over when he sprung into action, but he would do it again if he had to." He said, "Captain so. Chaos." Thanks, John. 
Uh, yeah. Gibby sent me some interesting quotes from Milton Friedman. Government has three primary functions. It should provide for military defense of the nation. It should enforce contracts between individuals. And it should protect citizens from crimes against themselves or their property. When government, in pursuit of good intentions, tries to rearrange the economy, legislate morality, or help special interests, the costs come in inefficiency, lack of motivation, and loss of freedom. Government should be a referee, not an active player. Wow. Isn't that apropos yeah, to everything yes. we've been talking yes, about? Yes, it, it really is. is. And you don't want your estate ending up in the hands of the government. That's why I want you to contact Eckberg Lammers. You know, they have offices in the East, Me- East Metro, West Metro, and Western Wisconsin. They're uh, noted for more than 70 years for their estate planning and business law, business succession planning, commercial real estate. But most principally, I want you to understand, I know we all defy this reality, but we're going to die. And when we die, all our stuff is in play unless you have a plan, a will, an estate plan. Eckberg Lammers can do that for you, and I don't think you need to wait till you're old to do it. Get it done. You uh, you avoid court, you minimize taxes, and you control your own wishes. I don't care what your estate is, five hundred bucks or five hundred million. If you don't have an estate plan, the government is going to take all your money. Liquidize. I'm gonna, and you know what the government's going to say? Mm. I need all that. I'm going to need all that money. I mean, I need all that money. Eckberg Lammers will protect your family and they'll preserve your legacy. Talk to the team about your estate planning. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit them at eckberglammers.com slash will. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Cue anyway. the talent standby. Here we go. Anyway. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I got another great email from Brenda and her husband. They contacted Hofferman Water. Joe, I'm going to read this as fast as I can because I know how much you want to get to this day in history. <laughs> no. I, He's looking at you, Chris. I know he is, well, and he's like making this. you nervous. You see? Joe Hofferman Water, I've been speaking on them for quite some time now. They are an independent water treatment dealer that specializes in Connecticut water treatment systems. And I'm a proud customer, and I know that you will be too. And that's because a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other softeners just simply cannot do. Like I've been saying for years now, it's going to cut down on your salt usage, and it's also going to protect your appliances. That's because bad water is awful, and it can also affect every aspect of your home. And once you get that new system from Connecticut, you're going to notice this. Your showers are going to be better, and so is your laundry and your drinking water. Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman today. I had my system installed years ago at my old house and just a few months ago in my new house, and it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today, 952 
894-4040 or just visit their website at hoffermanwater.com. 952-894-4040. It's Hoffman Water, who have been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Rookie, look up the head of the UN. What's his first name? Kofi Annan. No, no Boutros, Boutros Gali. No, it's... Uh, I, I need to know. Mussolini. Charles Mantufel writes to, us, writes to us from Saigon. I grew up in Wisconsin, learned Spanish traveling in Spain and South America, and I was a medical Spanish interpreter for seven years before moving to Vietnam. The Spanish last name Gutierrez is pronounced Gutierrez. Gutierrez. With the stress on the air. Antonio. Love this, love Antonio Gutierrez. Gutierrez, I was pronouncing Antonio it wrong. Gutierrez. He's the, he's the sap with his hand out wanting us to pay him. He's Portuguese. Love the show, and I hope you continue doing it until your last days on this earth, which could be any minute. Uh, P.S. Reavers was correct when he said a while ago that Saigon beer is pretty good. Cheers from Saigon, Charles. Yes. And he's a fam trip on YouTube, P-H-A-M, fan trip. Fam trip on right. YouTube. Very cool. Where did you have uh, Saigon beer? I believe it was sent to us when Mike and I were still doing the beer show on the uh, AM radio station that we all used to work at. What do they use for them hops? I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly. But we had Rice. one of the distributors locally on, and we had it. And it was. I remember liking it. I remember thinking it was pretty Antonio good. Antonio Gutierrez. No relation to Antonio Banderas. Here are your, uh, your United Nation heads. Gladwin Jeb was the first one. Trigus I don't really die. need to know this. Oh, they all have weird names. Dag Hammerskog. Oh, Dag Hammerskog. He was German. Sweden. Jutant. T H A N T. Like Louis Tiant. Kurt Waldheim. Yeah. Javier Perez de Keller. Putros Putros Gali, which might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Second favorite is Kofi Annan. Mm-hmm. And then Ban Ki Moon. Yep, and Ban-Ki-Moon. now Antonio Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Gutierrez, man. What's the run for that? Remember Conrad Adenauer, John? Remember that name? Conrad I do remember Adenauer. the name. He was yeah, the head of Germany after World War II. How much II. do they make? Uh, I don't know, but What's, they're freeloaders. What is your run? Seriously, is it two years, three years, I four years? Gunfire is so frequent in North Minneapolis. Here's a woman who invented a bulletproof bed. No. Yep. What? You Finding a safe space when gunfire erupts, that's a reality for some people living in the Minneapolis North End. One woman has taken what some might think a pretty extreme measure, Hmm. but it's what she did to feel safe as she lays her head to sleep at night. In the last couple of weeks, I have had gunfire 500 feet from my house, Julie Oden said. Odin's Northside home sits in the middle of the war zone where the battle between two gangs, the highs and the lows, is raging. I started counting gunshots in rhythm, so I would always be very precise. I'd call and I'd say seven shots because it would be boom, 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 mm. seven, Odin said. Odin is one of eight Northside residents who filed a lawsuit in 2020 calling on the city to hire more police officers. The Supreme Court decided the city needs to staff at least 731. So she took matters into her own hands because we don't have that many cops yet. She built a bulletproof headboard 
Out of what? Hey, now. Uh, safe board. It's called safe board. Yeah. <laughs> it's sturdy. It's not moving. Oh, it's, is, it's right. that concrete yeah. siding stuff? I don't know. I have a safe board behind my headboard. Is it she soundproof? Said, a safe board is bulletproof. <laughs> but it comes with a helmet. The board is not super thick, but it will stop <laughs> any bullet, she said. Nothing can get through that board, so I sleep very calmly. Uh, we have contacted this woman. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll be able to join us if, in the event we would like to say. Because I think if it came down to this, uh, if I'm going to stay in this house, i got to bulletproof my bed, I think I'm yeah. moving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Got, mm-hmm. it. got it. Is there a place to, where do you secure the handcuffs to, and what about mounting the camera? Jeez. I don't know. <laughs> Odin fan. works for a construction company. <laughs> And her colleagues helped install the bulletproof panel behind the headboard of her bed. She tells us, what channel did I get this from? Uh, CBS. She tells us that she's hopeful for a day when it won't be needed. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I I hope for that day as well. Meanwhile. That's what it's come to. That's what it's come to. Minneapolis, where you need a bulletproof headboard. Right on, just right under the green sign. Set a population three hundred and sixty, Minneapolis, where you need a bulletproof headboard to stay alive. Minneapolis, <laughs> where a bulletproof headboard doesn't hurt. Yes, yeah. It's a unique patented X-ray resistant plaster board with barium sulfate in its core. What if it gives? I hope it doesn't give her brain cancer. X-ray resistant. I'm having a hard time f- nailing down what this is. It's some sort of protective material right. that allows this woman to sleep. Right. She said, well, if I can go to sleep now. If they shoot through my wall, it hits my headboard, and I'm fine. Bulletproof headboard. Um, yes. That, that, I thought that would get more of a rise out of you. A, as a, as well, a I didn't resident, want to say anything untoward, but <laughs> no, I was thinking it, a lot. As a resident of, of Minneapolis, you should find that unacceptable. You I, should not. That that is absolutely outrageous. Well, we're going to talk to her someday. I exchanged Facebook messages with the young woman, and she said, unfortunately, she's not able to do anything this week. She's buried at work, but she'd love to join us next week sometime. Well, I I, I do think it's unacceptable. Uh, more power to her yeah, for coming up with a solution. Her. But isn't it isn't it a sad state of affairs that it had to come to that? Yes, it, it really it, it disturbs me greatly. Yet I can't verbalize my. Um, what my are you doing on your computer? Uh, I'm looking up. Um, you want to know what I'm doing? I went down the rabbit hole of the UN uh-huh. and where he lives. John Height just retweeted a video of Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Yeah, there's a camera yeah. mounted. Is this on the side of a street, John? Is that where this is? I, I, I don't. Yeah, Chris, you're looking at the same one I did. I, I don't know. John, it, where did you put the it's camera? It's on Estero Boulevard in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. So just a random street in Fort Myers. It's six feet off the ground and it's being swallowed by waves. Really, it's incredible mm-hmm. footage. Only, yes, it only is. because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans. At Worldwide Wafty, it was on this day in 1839. Joe, today is September 28th. St. Paul resident Edward Phelan, from where you get Lake Phelan, was arrested for the murder of his business partner, Joe Hayes. He was acquitted, but his character was so unsavory that many considered him guilty. Hayes was the first death and the first murder in the city's history. I wonder why the lake's still named after him. You know, I looked him up. Uh, he did not seem like a good good fella yeah. at all. 
Yeah. He uh, after this, he went to California with some guys who killed him. Really? They said they killed. They say they said they killed him in self-defense. Yeah. Before they got to California. On this day in 1908. <laughs> they couldn't even tolerate him on the road trip, nope. huh? <laughs> no, nope. off with this guy. He, mm. he was the one no. who kept seeing. Are we almost there? Oh, there? Almost yeah. There? He was 100% that guy. I have to pee. Let's pull over. On this day in 1908, Republican presidential candidate William Howard Taft campaigned briefly in Melrose as part of a whistle-stop tour of Minnesota that included Minneapolis, St. Cloud, and Sauk Center. Introduced by Congressman Charles A. Lindbergh Sr., Taft urged voters not to take a chance on Democratic candidate William Jennings Bryan. And they did not because Taft became president. Mm-hmm. Wasn't uh, Taft the big guy? He was the big guy that didn't the fit in the tub. The Couldn't fit in the tub? Yep. He had to get a custom. On this day in 1935, Joan Groh was born. Mm-hmm. She was Minnesota's Secretary of State sure. from 1975 to 1998, the first woman elected to statewide office without first having been appointed. She was a DFL, or she championed voter and election reform, including programs such as vote by mail and motor voter registration. So we have Joan Groh to thank for all she this She started screwing it all up, yeah. right. Thanks a Joan lot, Joan Groh was Secretary. the one who fixed everything that yeah, wasn't broken. wasn't even busted. <laughs> and on this day in 1955... The final game at Nicollet Park. Oh. Uh, the Minneapolis Millers played the Rochester Red Wings, winning the Junior World Series 9-4. to Rochester, New York, or Rochester, Minnesota? I think it would be New York. Okay. After Nicollet Park was demolished, the Millers' home would be Metropolitan Stadium until the Twins replaced them, which happened, of course, in the spring of... 1961. And Nicollet Park is where the Kmart in Uptown is now, correct? That's in that area. Not Post really. Office. Not really. Post Nicollet, Post Nicollet, Nicollet Park was south 30. of Lake Street. Okay. 31st, wasn't it? Yeah. So the post office we yeah. burned down in the riots? About 31st in Nicollet. Gotcha. I found something interesting. Are you done there? Yes. <laughs> A company called Total Security Solutions. Um, make something called ballistic panels. Our bullet-resistant wall panels are perfect for fabricating drywall, countertops, and millwork. These panels will stand up to violent attack because they are made of ballistic fiberglass, wow. and their hard resin-soaked mesh layers can easily absorb the energy of a speeding bullet wow. by flattening the projectile and distributing the force horizontally. This is what we have to do now to live in certain neighborhoods in Minneapolis. You have to have bulletproof headboards. Man, oh. somebody's Isn't what that is amazing? the world coming to? Why I'll be darned. Uh, we do have a breaking news because nobody breaks news on the NFL like the Garage Logic podcast. Yeah, foot ba. Yep. The NFL has confirmed that Sunday's game between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers for Sunday Night Football will be played in Minneapolis. If Hurricane Ian forces it to be moved from Tampa. <laughs> well, in other words, we don't know any more than we did yesterday. Well, no, the NFL officially said, yes, Minneapolis yeah. is going to be the site. if they Yeah, but it's if, unlikely to if, happen. If. I actually, uh, and, and Chris, I'm not trying to pick on you here, but I saw this story before we started recording. I thought, well, if they confirm it, then I'll use it. Yeah. Ooh. It's no big deal, Chris. But I, <laughs> I guess, fun. I guess it's okay that you said that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tom and Giselle can stay at my place if they want. 
<laughs> hey, they've been okay. living apart all summer. I know. Let them know, though, okay, that just the Invergrove Heights erotic massage <laughs> place is out of business right now. Right. Okay, just Giselle gets to stay at my place then. Maybe <laughs> they took my advice, the key to a successful relationship. Spend as much time apart as possible. And they have the dough where they can do it in separate houses. Separate right. countries. Yeah. Right. Separate countries. <laughs> separate private airplanes. Yes. So separate everything. We've got two levels to this GL town council thing, right? $100 for a year. Saves you 10 or ten dollars a month. How about how about how about by the day? Can I just sign no, up for a day? By the day? I did the math. It's thirty-three cents if I if I uh, do it for one day. Because I told a really good story off the air about seeing a crop duster on the back of a trailer that I think is definitely worth. Will you be paying that in cash? You sold that on the air. No, I was off the Thank air. Thank you, GLers. Hey, let's get her going. Thank you. Let's get her going. Let's get her going to Pod Man to find a podcast that entertains and educates you. Pod MN on your smartphone has a library of podcasts waiting for you to pick them out and have a listen. Then you flip over to YouTube and you subscribe on YouTube on the, to the Garage Logic page. That's also fun clips and that is free as well. So get your rear in gear, sign up on YouTube, Garage Logic. Also poke around our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the like. And uh, if you have any complaints, just uh, send them to C. Reavers at uh, garagelogic.com. <laughs> new Krabby yeah. show. Please oh, do new Krabby Coffee right. Shop today. Yeah. Nice. Was, Was Dawn there? there? No. No, I probably won't listen yeah, to that. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's not even worth <laughs> yeah. 33 cents a day. Give me a mild. Yeah. 33 cents a year. <laughs> yeah. Where is Dawn? Minding her own business. Oh. <laughs>